everybody, welcome to Atomic Geekdom. You heard the music, that means it's still October. Two more weeks left, which means two more episodes left. We're actually recording this today. It's going to be released, so we're up to date on everything. It's all happening now. Current. In demand. On demand. Other words. That, yeah. <laughs> My name is Dave. Joining me tonight for this fine, fine October episode is Jenny. Hello, people. And Kyle. Hello, citizens. Weird. Okay. Uh, <laughs> as has been the last two weeks, we will talk something Halloween-y, uh, supernatural, paranormal, spooky, spectacular, all that kind of stuff. And this time around, it's going to be movies. Uh, we're going to dig into in indie horror movies and B-horror movies, and we'll define those for you the best that we can. Uh, and then we'll talk about our favorites and maybe overrated ones or ones that were... We enjoy laughing at, but they're awful, awful, awful movies. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I referred to Jenny on this. How would you define an indie horror movie? Um, something that wouldn't come out as, like, a big blockbuster. Kind of an underground, especially, like, the old movie house type stuff where you're not going to see it as three showings in your one theater. You might have it in one theater in a 20-mile radius. So less of an indie, less of a, a big studio movie. So, yeah, like a Sony is not going to be behind it, but maybe uh, what is it? Searchlight Fox might. Right, or Bloomhouse, or something like that. Right, where it's not like the main twenty, you know, Fox. It's like the Searchlights, the the indie branch or the the smaller branch of that studio. Yeah, usually too. I mean, the budgets in my regard are big budget, but they're not big budget movies. Right. So start- Plus, they kind of push the envelope a little bit more. They don't; they're not so cookie cutter as of the regular Hollywood script. That's just my opinion, though. Not so much the true definition. And then a B horror movie would be anything uh, weird stuff. Um, I, it's definitely not something mainstream. Um, it's uh, it's either going to be good because it's it's so weird, or it's going to be bad because it's too weird. Um, think of a movie we've talked about in the past called Zombievers. Uh. Oh, yeah, that definitely takes the cake. Eight-Legged Freaks. There's a movie from the 80s, late 80s, that Mystery Science Theater 3000 did. It's a favorite of mine that I go back and watch every so often called Hobgoblins. That's, that's a B-movie. That is awful. Critters, I'd say, is a B-movie, but we'll get into it. Uh, we'll start with indie movies. Jenny, want to tell people like one of your favorite indie movies, indie horror movies? Uh, ooh, I wasn't prepared for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of good indie movies, but I would say on a classic thing, I would go with probably Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'd throw that into an indie movie. I mean, this, that first movie is gnarly. So that would be my number one. My number two would be It Follows, just because that's a more recent whoa, one and is whoa. amazing. We'll go around the table. Slow down. No, no, I can just keep going. You want me to keep <laughs> no, going? No, I keep don't. Going. Bring it. Let's do this. I don't. Share the so wealth. So you got an old and a new one from me. Share the wealth. Uh, Kyle, what about you? Um, definitely number one would be Saw. I love, I love the entire Saw franchise, but definitely I think the best Saw out of them is the one that started it all. Um yeah, again, was made just very low budget and 
not very much CGI, so it was definitely definitely one of the best ones out there. They spent all their money on Carrie Elwes. Yeah, and um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the detective. Uh, uh, I can't uh, think of his name. I'm going to look it Donald up right Glo- now. Uh, Donald um, Glover. Danny Glover? Danny Glover, yeah. I almost said his nephew, Donald Glover, which is not true. It's not his nephew. But he does. Uh, I think he makes a joke about that in his stand-up. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the only good Saw movie, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. But it is, it's, yeah. it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, I like It Follows, too. We were just talking about that at work the other day. Uh, it has that real retro feel to it. Uh, even the poster makes it feel like an old school horror movie, which is fun, being that it was made in 2014. Um, I think, I think my favorite, uh, one of my favorites, we'll say, is VHS. Uh, I like the first two. Uh, there are elements of it that are terrible. There's, it's a, it's like an anthology thing, and there's different stories in it, and there's always one or two that are really bad, but the rest of them are pretty good. And I like that anthology feel to it. It's kind of like Tales from the Crypt-ish, uh, but with an overarching story, which is weird, but it works. So, yeah, I'll go with VHS. I like that one. Uh, Jenny, you named two, so I'm going to skip you and go back to Kyle. Ooh, snap, crackle, and pop. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> um, I'm learning my I, lesson. <laughs> I definitely would have to say Halloween uh, the first one not the Rob Zombie yeah. remake um, the classic one. Michael Myers the classic one yeah um, I mean who can forget the most memorable theme out there I think it's the one that I love hearing come Halloween um, I wish I could like have it as my ringtone every, every day but it's just it gets weird after Halloween, and then comes Christmas, and you hear that theme song, and it just doesn't work anymore. Our, uh, I our say o- own it, just own it. Our October, <laughs> our October music has a Halloween feel to it. It does, it does, and I love it. Thank you, Mike Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, other than that, yeah, yeah, Halloween, hands down, awesome. All right, uh, I will say Blair Witch Project. Interesting. That one's an interesting one for the fact that people either love it or they hate it. The original one was captivating. I I don't care what you say, whether you knew it was fake or not. And people, when I saw it, did not know if it was real or not, uh, which made it more fun. And, totally. Uh, I knew it was fake. That going, last five minutes, too, makes right. up for all the bad camera shaking through there's, the whole thing. There's lots of stuff to laugh at and reactions and snot bubbles and, you know, that kind of crap. It's funny, but there's lots of moments that are legit. They were legit moments to, to be afraid of and stuff like that. So it was kind of cool because, I mean, they didn't know what was going to happen to them. They just knew you had to be here, uh, hit on these lines, and then we'll do stuff to you. And you're not going to know what's going to happen type of type of thing. Um, but, yeah, I enjoyed it for what it was. It led to, you know, more found footage movies, which I'm okay with. I don't mind those. People seem to hate on those for no real reason other than the, the camera is shaky. It makes me sick. But uh, I I enjoy it. All right, Jenny, we can go back to you. Ooh, um, Dylan Tucker versus Evil. It's not really scary. It's more comedy scary. It's kind of like saying if Shaun of the Dead was a horror movie, but it had legit gore factor that was awesome. But it's one of those movies that 
if it's on TV, I'll watch it. Or if I have nothing to watch, I'll replay it. All right. Uh, do you have another one, Kyle? Uh, Trick or Treat. I recently, I think I saw this one last year. And I it's I liked I liked how the all the stories that were in there kind of all came together at the end. Um, there were some definitely good some good cameos or some uh, good cast members in there like oh Lord Anna Paquin Brian Cox were probably the two biggest names in there and they played some pivotal roles too so yeah it kind of does the whole like um like the whole virgin thing and everything so i i enjoy it for what it is very campy horror film uh all right um let's see indie horror movies i can't say vhs2 but vhs2 would be up there <laughs> uh i think the strangers would count that is like I should have threw that in. I never count that as like an indie horror because it's such a great horror that like I always just like it is horror to me. I it's don't so believe I've ever seen that one. <gasps> oh my gosh! I know. I watch think I just right lost now. Jenny. I can't watch it right now, Jenny. It's that's terrible podcasting. Oh, uh, moment we are done, watch it because it's it was what two thousand. When did that come 2008. out? Two thousand eight. It's it's one of those. Well, Dave, you tell it. It's your it's your movie. You you explain why it's so awesome. I don't know, it was just cool. <laughs> I got nothing really other than that. It was just fun to watch. Right. <laughs> you can explain. I'll sell it. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll sell it for you. What <laughs> makes it so awesome is it's classic horror. The first, like nothing really, like nothing violent or anything like that really happens until like the last half an hour of the movie. Spoilers. But well, it's kind of like. That's the premise of the story. So if you don't know what you're getting into, that's not a spoiler alert. I'm standing by that. But the part that makes it so great, it's kind of like when you see like Alfred Hitchcock's, you know, Psycho and such. It's not so much seeing the knife kill somebody. It's the anticipation or the idea of it. Um, And the entire movie is just two people being psychologically tortured. And it's, it's so well done because you'll... This is kind of a spoiler because I don't know how to explain this without telling one scene. It doesn't give away the plot of the story or anything, but basically there's these guys stalking them and messing with them. And she knows they're in the house and she's trying to hide under the bed because she, she doesn't want them to find it, but she can't fit. And she's just watching the footsteps walk down the hall. So she's like, you know, holding her hand over her mouth going, oh my God, you know, trying not to make a noise or walking through the house and they're walking behind her and she doesn't know. It's those like suspense moments that to this day, I I don't get scared at movies that easy because I love scary movies, but I cannot watch that movie with a window behind me. It creeps me out. It's so, it's so that classic suspense horror. It's thumbs up, Dave. Good choice. Yeah, I know. Go ahead, Jenny. Anything else? Any others? Um, you know, it's it's a given because he's my boyfriend. I'd go Friday the Thirteenth, but that one's one of those that kind of teeters on was it a big blockbuster or not? Um, 
And I don't know if that's just my perspective because it's so popular. Like Jason Voorhees is an icon when it comes to monster movies and such now. But I'm going to throw that in there because that first Friday the 13th was so good and so insanely creepy and awesome. I would go with that one. Uh, I would say the original is probably an indie movie, indie horror movie. I don't think it was a big studio movie. That's what's that's funny is like because of like age difference and stuff. Because I I mean that movie had been out years by the time I saw it, probably twenty years, you know. So it's it's wonder wonder how well it did do. But it's so good. Jason Voorhees is the man. Uh, Kyle, do you have another one? Um, I could just list off ones I've seen. <laughs> okay. Um, Martyrs, which is a French Canadian film. Um, I don't remember the premise, but I mean, looking over this list, I know I've seen it. Um, Tusk, Kevin Smith movie, which is really weird. Um, uh, about a oh, fudge. It's not about fudge. Walrus. Walrus. That's what it was. I couldn't remember the animal. Um, and then I really want to say the Cabin in the Woods, but I know that's like a that was like a blockbustery type. It's a studio film, yeah. Yeah, but it felt like a indie film because of all the antics that happened in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that those are those are it. Uh, all right, so uh, B movies. Jenny, do you have a better definition of B-movies than what I did? Um, no, you pretty much nailed it on the head. It's basically, if you're in a grading system, that's an A-plus movie. This is not an A-plus movie. Sure. <clears throat> um, all right. Uh, Kyle, do you have a B-movie that you like to enjoy? Uh, Planet Terror? The I guess Grindhouse the- stuff? The what? The, the grindhouse? grindhouse? Yeah, that one is I think better than uh, Death Proof. Death Proof. Oh, oh yeah. see, I like Death Proof. Uh, no, I like, Death, I like Death Proof was boring. I like Death Proof just for the dancing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I like and, Rosario Dawson with a machine gun leg. Who and, doesn't love that? Uh, it's, the leg is gross. Uh, it was not Rosario Dawson either. It was Rose McGowan. Did I? I meant that. I meant that. That's what I meant. <laughs> it was the R's, you know, the, the R names. The one that's currently the one that's currently battling with Twitter. Yep. And the one who I saw this morning on Charmed because we had it on at work. Ugh. But hey. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been a while since I've seen Planet Terror, but it's still one that. Good. Want to know what my favorite thing about both Death Proof and Planet Terror is? Is the commercials in between? Like you mean the Thanksgiving machete, yeah, like machete. Yeah, or yeah, machete. Thanksgiving was Thanksgiving, hands down. I crack up every time I see it. <laughs> it's oh, thanks, thanks, killing. That's thanks a, killing. That's it. That's that's it. that's a B movie. Oh my god, that one's terrible. <laughs> Especially when they go to space, or no, the third one. Oh jeez! Yeah, it's 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 terrible. So terrible, it's good though, right? Terrible that it's funny and not in a good way. 
You know what you're getting, though, when you go into it, basically. Well, with anything called Thanksgiving, yes. <laughs> Good times. Um, I will say, uh, as far as B-movies go, I guess I would call Slither a B-movie. So I'll say Slither. You stole mine! Good. That was what I was <laughs> going to say, because that movie's epic. Good, because... That movie... It's so good. Then you can so talk. So bad, it's you, good. You can talk about it. Go ahead. Well, where you want to talk? It's got it's got an awesome cast. I mean, it's got every geek cast love in the world, and a guy that turns into this big wormy pile of I don't. How would you describe him? Michael Rooker's character. What would you describe he turns into? I don't. Know. I don't even know. A mutant. I guess, but it's just, it's gross. And it's so stupid and silly. It's just awesome. But, like, I mean, it, I can't, you can't. it doesn't even really matter about, like, what the story's about either. Just because there's so many things that happen in it that are just so ridiculous and over the top that you forget about what was ridiculous and over top five minutes before it. And it just continues like that. And it's so rewarding because of it. It's a James Gunn movie. So, I mean, there's lots of practical effects and stuff like that, and Nathan Fillion, Elizabeth Banks are in it, so you, you can't go wrong. True that. I agree. You got my vote. <clears throat> uh, oh, yeah, and Jenna Fisher is also in it. Um, all right, so now it's actually your turn. Go ahead. Oh, see, you, you took mine. I, I'm torn because I want to do – I want to give you a good one, but I think I'm going to have to go Puppet Master. Puppet Masters are the one of those that I saw when I was a kid and the puppets scared the crap out of me. Like the one with like the Mary, like the, like the drill head. And there's so many great ones, but when you actually watch it, they're really poorly produced. The storyline's horrible and they're technically not really scary, but they fall into all the perfect categories of being so bad. They're good. And just the visuals are awesome. I mean, every one of those puppets in it are awesome. I would love to have, like, a real one in, like, my bookshelf or something, you know. Well, not a real one. I don't want them to come to life and try to kill me. But but that movie was pretty awesome. That leads me to a question. Sorry I had to yawn. I'm exhausted. Um, so what's the name of the doll movie that just came out, the sequel? Um, Annabelle. Annabelle. Would you ever own an Annabelle-like doll? Mm. Being that the story behind it is it's haunted and blah, blah, blah. Sidetracking here. but um, there, I would probably say no. Just for the fact that I'm not going to mess with that superstitious stuff. Because I go for the thing that I technically don't believe that it's real. But I don't know 100%. So I'm not going to roll the dice. But I also am a... On the opposing side, I don't believe the creepy dolls are the scary ones you should watch for. I think it's like the teddy bears and the nice dolls. Those are the ones you got to watch out for. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Kyle? I had, don't think I've seen too many B-horror movies. I know I know of Puppet Master, and I know of... I think, I think I've seen Eight-Legged Freaks, but I haven't sat down and watched any of these um rocky horror picture show is is one but 
That's... I don't know if that would be like a B horror though. Would you consider that a B horror? I don't know. Sure. I don't know if I'd even it's, consider. I mean, it a it's horror. got it's got a cult following, but I think it was made mainly for it to be out there. I don't know if I'd even call it a horror movie. Yeah, I, I have a hard time with that, but it, it is on a lot of lists as like an indie horror movie. Well, we're talking maybe about because it. it's so bad, it's scary. Maybe that's where they're going with it. <clears throat> okay, here's a question for you guys, not to interrupt, but there are like staples when it comes to like bad B movies, like, and it's always everybody has their own thing. But I'm gonna throw this out there. Do you think? Killer Clowns from Outer Space is top three classic B B movie. It would be if I've seen it. <laughs> You've never seen I, Killer Clowns from Outer Space? No, it's it's on it's on my list of things to watch. I've heard of it, but I just I have never seen it, and I don't and I know none of my friends have it, so it's really oh, hard to watch. That's another one. Not, I mean, watch The Strangers first, but Killer Clowns from Outer Space is ridiculous. It's, yeah. it's, it, in my opinion, completely explains to somebody B horror movie. So and, I should definitely, so I should, should definitely watch it with someone who's afraid of clowns. Got it. Okay. <laughs> oh, totally. Dave, <laughs> what about you? Like, what, what would be another one of yours? Uh, I can go bad B movies all the time, all day long. Birdemic uh, is a terrible B horror movie. Uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space, terrible. That's a, but that's a fun. That one goes on the Killer Clowns from Outer Space one. Uh, that's kind of in the same realm. Chopping Mall, terrible. Uh, terrible B movie. Uh, Chud, also terrible B movie. So I've listed three. <laughs> Chud are, is Chud is almost unwatchable. Those are bad movies to watch if you want to make fun of a bad movie. Yeah, that or uh, what was the other Ginger Dead Man? Have you ever seen that? I don't think I've ever heard of that one. That one, it's um, I think it's by the same. I could be totally wrong, and I'm uh-huh. gonna apologize if this is right, but I think it's by the same studio that does Puppet Master. But it's about a killer gingerbread man. Ginger dead man. It's got it's, Gary Busey in it. It's too new. It's 2005. It's too new. I like I like really old bad movies. Like uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon type bad movies? or Like man, like the ones I just listed. The three I just listed. Yeah. <laughs> like Chud and <laughs> Chopping Mall and Manos, The Hands of Fate. Would Krampus be like a B movie? No, that's the intended to be. The one that came out. That's intended to be shtick, like Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Um, I don't think. Did it's you like, guys ever? Did you ever see um, Silent Night, Deadly Night? N- no, uh, but it sounds interesting. It's, it's bad. It's one of those <laughs> that I remember watching back when there was video stores, and you know, I miss video stores because you can look at the covers, and I chose a lot of my bad movies because the covers were awesome. And I remember getting that one going, this is going to be great. It's like a killer Santa Claus. Yes. It was bad. It was really bad. But the cover of it's pretty well, awesome. It's just 
that's what me and my cousin Jason talk about a lot. We would go to Blockbuster and there was a movie in the horror section called Jack Frost way before, uh, not, yes! way, not way before, but before the Michael Keaton version, uh, the family fun version of Jack Frost. The uh, horror movie came out like 97 and the cover was like a holographic cover where if you turned it, the, the face changed. So it'd be like a snowman that would turn into like this monstrous uh, thing with fangs and stuff and from that we sprung into uh like a weekend weekend ritual of getting the mo- the movie with the monster on the cover because if it had the monster on the cover it was a bad horror movie um, what was what was the one with the monster in the toilet i don't, I don't. if you were going off that you probably would have it wasn't critters but it was something like that i don't know i feel like there's a lot of that I mean, if it's anything like teeth, then for sure. Oh, God, teeth. That movie is... That takes messed up to a new level. Well, then there's, yeah. rubber. Then guys... there's rubber, too. What is it? Oh, Ru- rubber. That's the one with the killer tire, uh, tire, right? Oh, yeah. A killer tire. I'm, I'm intrigued. It could happen. Is it a newer one? Uh, the last 10 years, I think. Mm. So, talking to bad ones, though, ev- pretty much everything is Troll 2. Have you guys seen Troll? No. The 80s or early 90s? Early 90s. Yeah. It's That one goes on the list. Leprechaun is a bad, bad horror movie. I wouldn't call it a B-horror movie, though. Didn't that have uh, Jennifer Aniston in it? Yeah, uh, the first one did, I think. Hmm. There's Leprechaun, There's... Leprechaun in the Hood. Leprechaun in the Hood. Outstanding title. <sighs> well, Boys in the Hood was successful, so then they had to put a Leprechaun with a bunch of thugs <sighs> in the Hood. I've seen Leprechaun videos on YouTube uh, that seem pretty real, but... <laughs> I've never seen Leprechaun. You've never seen the Leprechaun? Oh, we gotta, we gotta have like a big there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of horror films just because it's 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 around the one time of the month where it is acceptable to watch horror films. Um, I so disagree. I, I think it's always acceptable to watch horror films. <laughs> well, it's 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 the seasons change, so it's so it's like you're watching if you watch a horror film in the dead of winter, I. Unless it's centered around like wintertime, then it's fine. But like if it's hollow if if you're watching Halloween, it should be during Halloween month. That's that's my whole reasoning behind it. Every everyone else could do whatever they want. It's just I have a hard time watching horror films when it's not Halloween. What do you do though for like movies like um what we did last summer? Do you have to watch that in like summer? Um a tail end of summer, just because so it is close to Halloween. Yeah. I so can't. basically, like you've got, well, I, I can kind of sense what it is though, because when the weather changes and fall comes on, you've got it gets dark earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, things start to die. You know, the plants start to die. The trees, lo- you know, lose their leaves. So it kind of makes sense. It adds an extra level of creepiness to the world, I guess, where probably easier to cross that barrier into a horror movie to like fully engulf it. Yeah, but that's just me. And everyone else does their own thing, which is totally cool. 
Yeah, I can't like stick me, to all day every day. I can't stick to seasonal cues. I would never get to watch all the movies I want to watch or shows. Yeah. I get I get though what you're saying though, Kyle, because it does kind of it's kind of like watching a horror movie at noon. You know, it's not as cool as if you're watching it at ten o'clock at night. That's another thing. Yeah. Rewatching like a like a primetime series, like if I'm rewatching, I don't know, Alias, and I'm watching it in the middle of the day, it feels weird. Like you're supposed to watch that movie when it's dark out, or that show when it's dark <laughs> out. You know, like it's weird to watch it when the sun's up and people are eating breakfast. You can do it. Oh, I know I can. <laughs> it just it's just a weird feeling. Like it's yeah. Yeah, it takes you out of your like your patterns, I guess. Right. It's just for a minute, and then you're just back into it because you're watching a great show. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> well, if I'm rewatching a show in the middle of the day, it's got to be good enough. Like right now, I'm rewatching Community, and there is no show arguably better than Community. First couple seasons. Which I've never seen. Before Dan Harmon had to leave the series. I haven't sat down and watched Community either. I know. Kill me. Shoot me. Whatever. Dude, you are so repressed. <laughs> I'm not repressed. I've just got other things to watch. So, okay, well, this is kind of off the indie slash B-movie thing, but with it being Halloween and Horror Month, do you do you lean, tend to, like, lean towards monster movies? Do you, like, ghost story movies? Um, serial killer type movies? What's your... What would drive you for this month to be, like, your horror theme? Well, last week, uh, a bunch of my friends and I, we did a marathon. We watched The Ring, Hellraiser, and then Scary Movie 3.5. What is Scary Movie 3.5? It is the director's cut of Scary Movie 3. Oh, my God. (laughs) We We really only wanted to watch it just for the beginning because we watched The Ring. We just wanted to see how well they uh, took from it. But then we just sat and watched the whole thing. Um, So in that sense, it was more of... It really wasn't monster. It was more of just along the lines of just general scare. And gory creepy. Do you prefer gory creepy or do you like the suspense stuff? I like the gory creepy. Um, the horror films like you, Jenny, don't really scare me. They're just, yeah. they're just, it's just different. I can agree with that too. I think the only horror movies that like I'm not into, cause I like them all. I like the serial killer ones. I like the superstitious and supernatural and all that. The ones that I don't like are the ones I call gore porn. Like, um, Teristas is a perfect example where you're watching somebody be gutted while they're alive. Um, awesome makeup effects. I'm not going to doubt that at all, but I just, I don't need to see somebody like tortured. Like I like, I would prefer to watch a movie where, you know, they're being tortured, but you don't have to see it because I think that's more creepy than seeing somebody makeup and prop wise have intestines pull out of their stomach. Oh, that's why I like the Saw series. I love the the gruesome effects and everything. What's what's funny is because I love the first Saw, but I hated the rest just for that that reason. And I hear like the storylines are awesome and like the scare, you know, and the jigsaw and all that is really good. But I don't know. And it's not even that I don't like the 
gore. Like I'm told, I am a huge fan of counting decapitations in movies. Like <laughs> if it's got a decapitation, I'm a fan of the movie. I don't know why. It's just a weird fascination of mine. But I, I don't know. It just, it's weird. It's, I love having these conversations with people though, because everybody has just that, that little thing they like or they don't like. And it, it, nobody's ever on the same page, which makes it even more interesting because I think that's why we get such great movies and so many B movies. Yeah. Definitely. Dave, Dave's like, Dave's all about the B movies. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out what's wrong with you two. Why? Torture. Just gross. You guys are sick. Yeah. Decapitations. You can't watch a horror movie without a decapitation. Oh, they're my favorite. Weird. <laughs> weird, weird. All right. Uh, I really have nothing else to add about this conversation. I didn't think it was going to take the full hour. So I did kind of plan on us <laughs> geeking out a little bit about some random stuff. The last half of the movie or movie uh, episode. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, so we're two weeks into, uh, sorry, Jenny, this will take you out of the conversation for a moment. Uh, so I apologize, but, uh, two weeks, two episodes into the DC CW universe. And I have almost entirely checked out. I don't, wow. I haven't liked a single episode. Uh, it's been real boring. Um, I don't know why the Supergirl episodes have been bad. Uh, the, the Supergirl episodes have been Maybe not bad is not not bad for the wrong word for it. They've been boring. I can see where it's been boring because of how Kara's been acting. Well, but I get, I I get what they're trying. Why she's acting like sure, it? Sure, I understand that, and that storyline that you know that doesn't bother me. It's just everything is. I don't know. It's very back to school. Like we've been gone for three months. Here's what's happened for five months. Like I I don't like when shows do that. Like you don't need to address the five months that you've been gone. Just just go. Yeah, I mean, same same thing with Flash. The thing that bothered me the most was the whole Iris Berry thing, because a spoilers, she's she's upset that he left her, but it's like he had to what? save the world. He had to exactly, and and at that point, I would have been like, okay, I understand. That's like one of the first times they really got uh, what I would call CWE on one of these shows, mm-hmm. uh, where like you know it's supposed to be about. You know, love and romance and drama and feelings and Dawson's Creek. That's like one of the first times on one of my shows that I watched that they got all like that. And I was disappointed because uh, it made Iris look real bad. Yeah. And I, I, I like the I mean, I like that she's basically the team leader now. I like that she took charge. Right. You made her such a strong character by making her the leader of Team Flash. And then you do that to her. Right. Ugh. Right, it really wasn't in her character, I think. Right. And then, I mean, Legends, Rip Rip is a giant douche. He changed his mind after, quote-unquote, five years. And yet he's still one of my favorite characters on the show. I don't like that they shaved him. I I miss the, the, go, the, the goatee on him. So that's one thing. And I just, he's... He is more. He is acting like a big douche. Yeah, I don't. But I don't mind it that much. I, I'm done with Commander Steel. I can't stand him. Oh. No. 
I can't, I, I can't, I I can't like stand Nate. him last year, and I'm done with him this year. The only two people I really enjoy on that show are the Adam and Sarah. Well, and of course, um, uh, Firestorm or Mick? No, Mick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Arrow. Arrow um, wasn't terrible. I should say Arrow wasn't terrible. The whole thing with the kid being afraid of Oliver was obvious. Yeah, uh, we knew and, that was coming, and the fact that he fixed it easily with watching baseball uh, and one weird story about his father was weird. <laughs> like, well, he had to make he had to make him relatable. I get it. It just it was, seemed like a very quick and easy solution. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm interested to see where they're going with how he's going to get away with his identity. Yeah, because if you do if you have if you've seen the clip for this week. He named he name drops someone pretty big. I haven't watched. I don't, my DVR doesn't record next week on Arrow. Um, oh no, it's not. It, it wasn't a. It wasn't like a preview for the next week. It was like they just released this clip today. Oh, for tomorrow. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, all right, let's get Jenny back in the conversation. So we'll stop talking about this. Um, we can we can talk similar related. Are either of you guys watching Gifted? Of course. It is on my DVR. I have not watched I'm, the most recent episode, so don't ruin it for me. But yes. I love it. Uh, like, I, I, I wasn't expecting. I, I thought it would be cool. I like I like X-Men stuff, but I don't know. a lot. I know X-Men via the movies. Right. But I think that. Oh, I don't know. I, I really, I really, really like it. I get excited. It's one of those shows. There's few shows that I have to, like, make sure I watch when it's on. Destination like Television. Dead. Yeah. What's that? Destination Television. Destination television, totally. Like Walking Dead's one, um, Preacher's one. There's just those shows that I don't want to wait the next day to see it or wait until it goes up on on demand. This is one of them. Like I get home, I make sure my dinner's ready, I get everything, and it comes on. I'm in front of the TV. You're yelling at Patrick. Where's my meal? Oh uh, no, get bring it now. Where's my dinner? This I what worked. You making? I worked hard all day. <laughs> totally. Um. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been enjoying it, Gifted a lot with all the name dropping of certain characters and stuff like that, and getting to see a real life action version of Polaris is cool. Uh, and I've always been a big Blink fan, so it was nice to see her uh, taken a little more seriously than she was in Days of Future Past. Even though she was pretty badass in Days of Future Past too, so uh, she gets more time now, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a big Thunderbird fan or whatever his name is. I forget. Warbird. Warbird. Uh, no. Oh, it's Thunder something. Oh. Warbird. That's a woman. <laughs> That's an awesome name. Um, who is that? Is it, I think it's Thunderbird. He's the Indian dude. Uh, Native American dude. Excuse me. Yeah. Sorry. I hope I didn't offend anybody by saying that. Uh, a Thunderbird, yeah. Eclipse is also in there. Yeah, all good. Good stuff. I'm Yeah, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Plus, the cast is amazing, so... Yeah, I'm 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 okay with them not having the Brotherhood or the X Men on there. I mean, it's I'm glad they at least said that the Brotherhood and X Men were part of this universe, <coughs> but they didn't have to show them. So I'm I'm okay with that. No, they mention it. I think in two episodes now they've mentioned the Brotherhood <laughs> or the X Men not being around. Like they, don't, they don't know if they're yeah. Around they've anymore. kind of like the way the show's presenting it is like nobody knows where they're at. Yeah. You know, but I, that's what I think why I like it is there's a lot of action, you know, and a lot of portals being opened up and people shooting lights out of their hands and all that. So there's that action, but 
in a weird kind of non-direct way, they're tackling a lot of huge social issues that we're even seeing in society now, Mm -hmm. just in the regards of mutants, which I always thought was the cool thing about the X-Men storyline in general, because they're different and people tend to go against what is different from them. Yeah. And I love the whole idea that um, you think you have your mindset that, you know, well, mutants can cause problems. So we need to make sure that if they do, they need to be punished until you walk in somebody else's shoes. And these people are starting are being forced to walk in other shoes. They have to completely look at situations through different eyes now. And it adds such a cool layer to the story that I'm just, and like you said, the casting is great. Like every actor that's on there so far, I think has done an amazing job. So, and then you look at the directors of the first two episodes, at least Brian Singer directed the pilot and then Len Weissman directed the second episode. Uh, Len Weissman, he did, you know, like under underworld, uh, total recall, the free or die hard. Not a great movie, but still a good one. Um, but yeah, he's been involved in a lot of good stuff. So, and Brian. Yeah, Singer. I hope they keep. I hope they keep up the momentum on it because right now we're, we're what three episodes in. Yeah, I love yeah. the I love the naming of uh, episodes. They're all lowercase except for the X in each word. So exposed, RX, Exodus, Exit Strategy, Boxed In, Got Your Six. I love it. So uh, rad. Um, I've also been watching the Orville. Oh yeah, which, I, I have. I have to get caught up on last week's and then tomorrow's, but yeah, I'm loving the Orville. I want to like it more than I do. Um, it very much feels like Seth MacFarlane loved uh, Deep Space Nine and Star Trek The Next Generation because it feels like an episode of those shows. Oh, yeah, with, Ex- with- especially the um, the one about the changing of the sex of the, right, uh, right. the child. The music cues, like I feel, because I had just binge-watched all of Deep Space Nine recently, the music cues are spot on to a Star Trek episode. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like they've stole not I don't want to say ripped it off, but they they've definitely found the formula to making an episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine or Voyager or whatever. It's crazy weird. And it's not as funny as I thought it was gonna be, as far as not as comical. It's light, there's humor, but it's more serious than I expected. Yeah. You wanna, you wanna know what's funny about that is like I have a friend that was super excited for that show to start. And I I think it's the advertising or I don't know. Um, I like Star Trek. I wasn't, you know, I'm not like a huge, I know everything about every episode and every plot story. It's, it's one of those that, that something about the way they advertise that show doesn't pull me in. And then when I hear people, you know, a lot of reviews, a lot of people really like it, but their excitement for it isn't always Oh my gosh, it's amazing. You got to watch it. They're just like, oh, it's good. But I feel that, you know, and they've got the butt at the end. So I'm so, there's a part of me that wants to be stubborn and just watch it to see if I like it. Because I have a feeling I probably really would, but it hasn't done anything to grab me yet. It Does that does that make sense? Sure. I think you would like it, but yeah, I get it for sure. Um, what else? Oh, Riverdale came back. I haven't started that yet. That's a binge show. I can't watch it right away. Uh, Ghosted. Mm-hmm. That's a new show I like. What show? Ghosted with Adam Scott. Oh. I'm enjoying that. Fox? There's a couple of good shows already. Gifted, Orville, get Ghosted. Good stuff. Uh, I will say, and I don't know if I've said it on the air yet, uh, Marvel's Inhumans is way better than people are making it sound. Uh, I need to get caught up with Inhumans. <laughs> critics ripped on that show before it came out, ripped on the movie because they did the theatrical release of the two pilot episodes. 
uh, and it's way better than what those critics say. I've enjoyed it quite a bit. The CGI is not great, obviously. It's ABC. Uh, if you go back and watch Once Upon a Time episodes, the the, the computer, uh, you know, the CGI is awful. Um, well, yeah, I mean, if you also go look back at uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. C- CGI, it's not up there either. Right. So, I don't know. I say give Inhumans a chance. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, it's I, That's another one I think Jenny might enjoy. It has nothing... They have not interconnected it with the MCU really at all, other than the fact that Inhumans are haunted. Um, that's an Agents of Shield and an MCU thing. Um, but they don't know, like, oh, Captain America was here, blah blah blah. They don't dig into that like that. It is all connected, but at the same time, this is a self-contained story, um, and it's very Game of Thrones meets X Men. Interesting. Uh, and I've enjoyed it, and plus, it's got it's got uh, Ewan Rian from Game of Thrones, so. On a side note, just because you actors from Game of Thrones, um, oh gosh, and I just had her name in my head, the Wildling chick with John, the you know nothing, Jon Snow actress, uh, um, the guy he's mar- the woman he's marrying in real life. Yes, yeah. What is her name? Why can't I think of her name right now? Ah, oh, I'm such a dick. Um, anyways, I just watched a movie with her in it. It was her and the guy that played um, Doctor Frankenstein in Penny Dreadful. It's called Honeymoon. And it's in my realm of I'm gonna watch weird horror movies. I've been dying to talk to somebody about Rose this. Rose Leslie. Yes, thank you, thank you. That's gonna—it's one of those tip of the tongue and just super uncomfortable till it comes out. But it, that movie—it's on Netflix and it was on somebody's list of like top ten horror on Netflix this month. So I was like, oh, all right, I'm gonna go through this. Awesome, let's do this. I want to love that movie i absolutely want to love that movie because it's slow and it's called honeymoon okay and it's really interesting because they kind of just like ease you into this like creep factor and you don't really know what's going on and you're trying to figure it out just like the cast is trying to figure it out but it gets to the ending and the ending has one scene that is so disgusting that I gagged. Like, I seriously was like, oh, oh, that's so wrong. And it gets to, like, the credits, and I was just like, what did I just watch? So it does everything that a horror movie's supposed to do, right? It creeped me out. It had me, like, on the edge of my seat. It was disgusting and gory. And I still walked away going, what did I just watch? (laughs) <laughs> so I'm dying for I'm dying anybody who's listening to this or if you if you've seen it like message me because it's driving me crazy but she's really good in it like she's awesome in it and it's another one of them that like quality of acting was great it's just I don't know how I feel about this movie well definitely adding that one to my list <laughs> uh, oh yeah Star Wars Rebels also debuted with two episodes about Mandalorians which is awesome those are those are Boba Fett's armor people. I need to watch that, seeing that it's the final season. It's good stuff. Um, movie trailers. Uh, we can talk movie trailers since we haven't posted about it on the website, but there was a <laughs> brand new Last Jedi trailer that came out a couple weeks ago or a week ago. Uh, good stuff. Very dark. Jenny, do you have your tickets? Very ominous. For for which one? The Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Uh, I no, but I'm hoping there's a theater by our house that's it's an old theater, 
And last time we just got tickets opening night, same day and just went down there. So we're hoping that will pan out because seriously, Fandango crashed every time we went on to buy tickets and we're trying to get reserve seats. So we don't have to like wait in line and grab a seat. And they just kept filling up and then we'd get it and we'd find the seat, we'd click on it and then the site would crash. So we're just like, screw it. We'll just roll the dice. So I got, no, I I don't. I got all 12 of my tickets. 12? Uh, yeah, I'm going with the group. I got three. That's awesome, guys. Three and then I, Thor Ragnarok oh, ahead, tickets. Yeah. I got my Thor Ragnarok tickets, too. Uh, I'm excited I'm, for that one, too. That one I'm going on November 5th, which, incidentally, is also V for Vendetta Day, so I don't know how I'm going to watch that as well. And church. Well, there's, a, there's 24 hours in the day. Yeah, but it's a long day already. You can also watch V for Vendetta on a different day. Can't though. It's November fifth. It'll still be there. Just like watching Mean Girls on on October third. I do not do that. I nope. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Jenny. I didn't have any problems with Fandango on on the uh, app crashing side. All I had was uh, uh, seats already being filled, and I had to go to a different theater. That was close because of times for the shows. I got lucky because uh, they said it was supposed to go on sale at halftime when the trailer aired. And then for whatever reason, I just looked at uh, the the app at, I don't know, 7 o'clock my time when I was at work. And they happened to be on sale. Grabbed three tickets easily. In, out, boom, bang, done. That's awesome. It was pretty great. I can't wait to talk to you guys as soon as we see it, too. It's like, oh, that last trailer was, it gave me chills. It was just so perfect. It was real good, real creepy. It was. That last part, too, like, the the last scene, though, when she's talking to Kylo. Or was she? Or was she? not really talking to him. Well, it there, it's it's and, just you know, it's just the position to make you assume that she is assume it yes, but that's what that well that's where I'm going with this is that yeah. everybody I talk to has a different perspective of like she's going to the dark side I'm like or she's talking to somebody else right, or right. you know it's so rad they did a great job in editing that yeah and he made it like this is spoilery so that it's you know he th- he makes you think it's so obvious. Which is good, because they're not going to give something like that away. And they're just not. It's stupid to think that they would. In a trailer. What do you think about all the people that are like, ah, I can't watch any more trailers. They give it away too much of the movie. What do you look at, like a Marvel trailer? They really don't. It's it's a lot of action and then like a funny scene or two when you watch a trailer for a Marvel movie, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you're not ever really seeing too much of the movie, because then you go to the movie and you're like, oh, wow, look at this. this is way better than I thought it would be. The trailer made it, was, made it great, and I was excited, but this was awesome. There was this and this and this, blah, 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 blah. But I think we have an, uh, a, a knee-jerk reaction to over-exaggerate. They do have too many trailers, uh, for sure. Marvel airs way too many trailers, especially TV trailers, uh, TV teasers and stuff like that after they get their final release trailer. All I see is Thor trailers everywhere now. Uh, but at the same time, you're not seeing things that are ruining the movie for you. I don't think. So calm down. Stop <laughs> it. There's no need for this hysteria. Pull it together, people. Uh, video games. Uh, I have now too many video games and not enough time to play them. That That is the update. 
I really want to play Cuphead because uh, that looks like super fun. Uh, but I don't uh, want to play it on my computer, and I don't have an Xbox because Xbox blows. Um, but what I got? I got episodes of Guardians of the Galaxy to play, an episode of Batman to play, Madden. Uh, just got WWE 2K18, and I got South Park: The Fractured But 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 Whole, which came with the first game, which I've never beaten, so I'm gonna play that too. It's too much. Too much. Not enough time. Life is so difficult. They put too much good stuff out there. Too many good movies, too many good books. It's true. Yeah, and I gotta read a book uh, in less than a week. Dude, I am. I have way too many books going right now, and it's... I don't sleep anymore. I just... I listened to a book in the car. I've got two full novels I'm reading, and two two trades and there's seven comics that I haven't finished. It's like, Oh geez. Not enough. But it's good. I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. And you have time to go visit scary places like this new YouTube video that you guys posted. Talk about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I've got to get the article written to put up cause there's, this was awesome. So we did dark Harbor at the queen Mary. So the, the cool part about the queen Mary is, is, Allegedly, the ship's haunted anyways. Like, there's been a... It, they've turned it into a hotel. Um, and it's just stocked in Long Beach pretty much permanently now. And they they open it up for haunted, you know, mazes and such. So, there are mazes outside the boat. There's mazes on the boat. They did a great job. Like, an absolutely great job with it this year. They had um, acrobatics, um, flamethrowers. Like, very... It reminded me of like early 20s freak shows, um, the way that they had some of the out of the maze experiences. But I don't know if I would say that like jump scares was the thing. You know, you'll go through a maze and you'll have somebody jump out at you and go, rah. They, they had some of that. But I think what they did an amazing job for is blinding you. Like there's there's rooms that you walk in that have so much fog and they just put really bright white lights on you. So you can't see more than like six to 10 inches in front of you. So you're, you're, you can see the fog and you, you can see your hands in front of you. So it's not like being in the dark, but you're walking and you don't know where you're going. And then they've got people dressed in white that just come out in front of you and you're just like, ah, I, those moments were amazing, but they also, they take you in through like the basement and stuff of the, not the basement, but in the bottom of the ships through like the old corridors and such. And they've got mazes in there, which being in a, a scary maze is one thing, but being on a scary maze in a ship that's supposed to be haunted down in like the boiler room type areas takes it to the next level. But the, the people that came that night, like, I didn't see one person having a bad time. And we talked to some of the funniest freaking people. There's there's a couple interviews we threw in there because they were hilarious. Um, I not only like had that EBGV creepy feeling through the entire walk, but I had moments when I was laughing so hard because the ca- the cast of characters that they had were spectacular. There, there was a maze called Chef. Um, or chef or something. It was basically you go through the kitchen and you're going through and they've got all these like body parts laid out, like cannibalistic style. And there's this guy dressed up and he's like, he almost looks like an old new Orleans, like witch hunter type thing. And he's got like 
a leg in his hand. So he's like, we got baby thighs. We got baby thighs. And I'm laughing. So I go, baby thighs. And he like goes through the wall, jumps out right in front of me, goes, got elbows too. And I'm like, what? Like it was the stupidest, silliest thing. I jumped and then I was laughing my ass off, like top notch. Um, and it's also like, especially in the LA area, it's not that expensive. So, um, there are some that are upwards of 200 bucks to do a night at like universal studios, not scary farm. And they're all fun, but this one, you definitely get your money's worth. And I, I highly recommend it. I would, I would do it again in a heartbeat. I might actually do it again next weekend. We'll see. Cool. So, yeah. All right. We got to wrap things up because I believe Jenny has to go to the airport. So I do have to go to the airport. Uh, Kyle, if people want to find and speak to you on the internets or imbue a different type of uh, podcasting experience that you're involved with, how can they do so? Uh, you can follow me at Kyle Krause 89 and you can listen to me and my uh, podcasting friends, Will and Bell on the Legends TV Talk podcast because we're back, baby. That's right. Woohoo! Uh, Jenny, if people want to find and speak with you. I'm at Robbie Art on pretty much all social media. Come talk to me about books because I, I'm buried right now in them, but I'm going to be open for more books soon. Yeah, right. Uh, we are at Atomic Geekdom on all the things. Find us on YouTube. Like and subscribe us on YouTube, and then you can see Jenny and Patrick's coverage of their scary trip uh, and other things are there as well so all right that's our show this week thank you so much to matthew j bates the third second eighth uh for producing this episode also if you want to find your way to support us and read books go to audiblechild.com uh slash atomic geekdom and you know get some audiobooks for your listening pleasure uh you know you get 30 days free and one free download and then you keep it and you keep downloading if you don't like the book you give it back and say hey give me a different book and they do that because they're awesome they are pretty rad so there you go and by the time in mid-november you could do that for uh andy weir's new book um he's the guy that wrote the martian and that became a big hit in the movie theaters and it was a good book and his follow-up is coming out very soon jenny's follow-up is called Artemis. And yeah, there you go. Comes out in mid-November. So keep an eye out for that. Use that for your audible trial next month or your, your first actual audible trial purchase. And uh, you can listen to it on your way to work while you're working out. I don't know what you do with your earbuds, but do it that way with that book. That's all. Goodbye, everybody. Rock on. Bye. Live your lives. Bye.